Hello, hi. Welcome to Three Funny Ladies, everybody. That is Susan Jacob. And that's Joe Bailey. And we are here to discuss the fate of another funny lady. The fate. The life and times. Will she be killed? (laughs) How are you? I'm, I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Anything exciting? Uh. No. We no. We have, what is it, nine, eight days until Christmas? Yeah. Nine. Nine. Nine days, sure. By the time this comes out, it will be even fewer days. That's correct. I can't do the math that quickly off the top of my head. (laughs) But it will be something, I think, like five days. Now, what what do you do on Christmas? What's the schedule? Um, It kind of has varied from year to year, so... We don't really have any kind of staunch tradition. Sure, sure. Okay. How about y'all? We get up, we do the Lily presents, and then um, around lunchtime, we'll go to PJ's house, and then uh, we'll come home. That's and it. it sucks that it's, I hate when Christmas is on a weekend. Why? I don't know. It just feels like a waste. <laughs> <laughs> My job is very good about that. So when big holidays are on weekends... We get a day during the week where it's observed. Yeah, mine is good too. It's just the principle. I also hate when my when my birthday falls on a Sunday. Okay. Okay. No, I can Sundays are garbage. Well, it's 60 degrees today, so we can't really complain. Uh or we could. Oh, we could. <laughs> oh yay. That it's yeah. 60 degrees on December 16th. That's I, I can't think about and it. And it's probably only going to get worse. It, these are really, we just need to accept that we're headed into the end times. Uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't want to accept that. The oceans will rise. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, the oceans are rising. So one way or another, we're going to get yeah, it. Okay, Coming well, or going. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Three Funny Ladies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, everybody. Did we discuss the live before the studio audience? We did. We okay. Did. Okay. Well, then fine. You, you had know, not I, watched I it at the time. See? Okay. Well, I've watched it now. And I think Catherine Hahn and Gabrielle Union were wasted. I think they were high. Yeah. Their, their, <laughs> their talents were wasted. <laughs> um, their talents were wasted. It was a weird episode to choose i think they did that so they could rely heavily on male guest stars but then the different strokes one was adorable yeah and delightful so that's that going to see uh spider-man the mr spider-man on sunday i know you don't care but i'm very excited that's exciting for you (laughs) yes i'm very excited yeah that's it the uh, I know I don't know how to feel about this and how we're supposed to feel about it, but the Golden Globe nominations were announced this week. Oh, okay. I didn't know you didn't know that they were announced. I, I did not know, and I don't know who's nominated. Well, they are not. They're going ahead with the ceremony, although it will not be televised this year. Oh, because okay. they are in hot water because they are just a bunch of whiteies. Uh, okay. So they, depending on who you talk to, they either have been or have not been 
bolstering their sort of group of people to include more diversity. Okay. Um, so it's uh, interesting-ish, I guess. Okay. The best television series, musical or comedy, Hacks is nominated. Nice. Only Murders in the Building is nominated. So good. Reservation Dogs, which I know listener Joel M. loves. And, of course, Ted Lasso. Ah, love it and so the much. The Great also, but I don't know anyone who watches The Great, so. So fuck all those people. <laughs> uh, Made was nominated for Best Limited Series, M-A-I-D, not M-A-D-E, which I know BJP will be sure. f- super happy about because he loved that show. Jennifer Aniston was nominated for The Morning Show for Best Actress in a Drama Series. Both Hannah Einbinder and... Gene Smart are up for Best Actress in a Comedy, so they're going head-to-head. Oh, oh, okay. Against Issa Rae and Tracy Ellis Ross. Okay. And Al Fanning from The Great, but I don't know anyone who watches The Great. Exactly. So, again, fuck them. Uh, Elizabeth the Olsen is nominated. Oh, oh yes. Jennifer She's Coolidge so is nominated good. for The White Lotus. Uh, Andy McDowell for Maid. Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. I love her. Oh my God. She is amazing. I love that she is like a huge West End star. I know. And whenever she sings on the show, oh my God, I love it so much. She's just like a dame, you know? Yeah. I love love her so much. She's got that prominent jaw, which I love. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So yeah. uh, uh, Nicole Kidman was nominated for Best Actress in a Film. For uh, uh, for being the Ricardos, Lucy, and Javier Bardem was nominated. So yeah, no uh, no Rita Moreno. Okay, uh, which was interesting. I'm really interested in this Don't Look Up movie because like oh, everybody was nominated too. from that. Brings us the return of Jennifer Lawrence, which I'm very excited about. So many people are in that movie. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um. Yeah, Dune was nominated. I tried to watch Dune. I couldn't get into it. I have not yet. West Side Story was nominated. Tick, Tick, Boom was nominated. Uh, That Girl from Licorice Pizza, which I also want to see, the new Paul Thomas Anderson film. Alana Haim, who is from the the musical group Haim. Oh, okay. Was nominated. And uh, Emma Stone was nominated for Cruella. Oh, Cruella was so good. Have you watched Cruella? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, it's so good. Not yet. So that is the uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal was nominated for Best Director. Okay. All right. So that's interesting, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> sure. Golden Globes. Do we care? Do we not care? I don't, I, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't really care about award shows anymore, honestly. I still do. Yeah. Still I, love them. It's know. just ingrained in me from my childhood. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, I kind of don't care. So, yeah. Did you see that there is a Ted Lasso Christmas? Yes, and I have watched it, and it's adorable. I have not watched it yet. Oh, my God. It's just so cute. We have not finished season two yet, so. Ah, it's just, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with the show, so you can watch it it independently. Yeah, it doesn't. Correct, correct. Out of context. Um, yeah, it's just a cute little thing. It's just so cute. What uh are you done with all of your Christmas shopping? Um, yeah. 
uh, no, that is a lie. No. Um, yes. And by yes, I mean no. And by yes, I mean I'm a big fat liar. <laughs> do you have a lot of shopping left to do? No, I just have to um, finish Lily. Um, the, so the family is done. Um, so I just have to finish Lily. Um, so yeah. And then there's that little dance of, um, what is coming from whom type of, uh, deal. So <clears throat> what do you mean like with Santa? Yes. Is that yes. still is that still is happening? Yes. Okay. Correct. Yes. You got it. Um, so you got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I read a story the other day, yesterday, I think, um, a woman in uh, in the neighboring town of ours uh, mm-hmm. was keeping presents in her car so that her kids wouldn't find them. And her yes, car I got saw that too. burgled. Yes. Took all the presents. And then the uh, Ferndale Police Department auxiliary or whatever gave her a gift certificate to Target so she could replenish her presents. I Just saw that. I thought that was very sweet. The nicest thing. Yeah. Yeah, because that's some bullshit. Yeah. Like, like, come on. Seriously. I have never understood stealing Christmas presents. You don't know what they are. Yeah, it's like stealing things off people's porches. Right. Like, you don't know what, it, like, if you were to steal all of our Christmas presents right now, uh, you would get a shit ton of crap. Do you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, like our kids, like the kids stuff so far. Like, there's no resale value. Do you want a yeah. Adele CD? Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you went to all that trouble. Yeah, I'm glad you stole that cat litter off my porch. <laughs> right, I'm really glad you got that adult coloring book. Good for you, dude. <laughs> like, it's just, it, I've never understood that. That's so yeah. silly. It just infuriates me. Yeah. To no end. I did get uh, an early present, uh, which you know about, but I started working on the Home Alone house oh, yes. Lego set. That is amazing. It is so amazing. It's the biggest, the biggest one I've ever worked on. So I just need to try and get her done before Christmas. Lily's big into Legos too. They're just so GD expensive. Yeah, it. Yeah, because I want to buy her more, and I'm just like. Oh God, I can't. It's just I can't do it. Yeah, I get that. I can't do it, which is bad because it's Christmas and like that's the time you do it. And I still can't, man. Yeah. No, I I hear you. So I do yeah. hear you. All righty. You know, I wanted to ask you this question because it came up on a recent episode of Scaring and Sharing, which is BJP's podcast, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is super great um, if you are into horror films or even if you're not, because um, we have friends who listen to it who are not into horror films. But anyway, uh, they had a conversation on there about like uh, nicknames and things that people call. Like, were you called anything growing up or um, anytime? Uh, or, or anytime. Were you ever called anything? Were you like called like <laughs> slut or no? <laughs> You know, uh, whorebag is a big one. No. Um, uh, well, my name is Susan, uh, but mostly everybody calls me Susie. Um, I don't dislike the name Susan. It is my name. I like it. it it's it's funny because you have a similar name that's kind of common. Mm-hmm. And, and 
and I'm saying this about myself too, so don't take offense. It's also basic. It's a basic oh, name. Yeah, no, I don't take offense to that. And do you ever just think to yourself, my name is Joe. Joe is my, do you ever do that? Because <laughs> I yes. would be like, my name is Susan. That's weird. <laughs> yes. Do you, now, how do you spell Susie when you use it? S-U-Z-I-E. S-U-Z-I-E. Okay. Because, of course, I've seen 11 million different ways that people, yes. like and our friends, like people in our circle use to, when they refer to you, like in the written word. Yes. And, and I don't think one person gets it right. And it's fine. I don't mind. Um, the important thing is that they get the Z and, well, you know, Steve spells it S-U-S, but it doesn't bother me. Um, Steve, you're a Steve, landlord? Yes. Yes. That's all he is to me. <laughs> so, but like I said, it doesn't bother me, but I go by uh, Susie. Um, if you call me Susan and you're not a coworker, then it's probably a bit. Suze is my favorite. That is like my, my trusted people call me Suze. Sue, I fucking hate i can't it's just the word i can't picture oh hey sue um yeah oh god and like when i hear it i'm just like i I hate it so now your name is short yeah so you can't really shorten it so was there any other i mean like my mom called me pumpkin with the Mm. p-u-n yes of course um uh and my brother was tweety um So is there anything, do you have nicknames of any sort? I mean, most people, not most, a lot of people call me Joe Bailey. Yes. That's just, uh, and that's been the case. And it's been like, I don't instigate it. It just seems to happen naturally for years, regardless of whatever. You just always use their group on name. Yeah. I also, because my last name is Bailey, all my life I have gotten, won't you come home, Joe Bailey? And uh, people think it's the first time that I've heard it when right. they do well, it. Well, yeah, of course, of course. Or I'll get, hey, Joe, where are you going with that? Whatever in your hand. Also, people think it's the first time I've heard uh, that. Okay. Um. So, yeah, those are the big ones. But, yes, it's hard to do anything with Joe. Yeah, I um, tend to, my nickname for you would be Joseph or yes. Joe Joseph and then some fake made up woman's middle name. Right. Yes. Oh, I get Susie Q a lot and that's mm. totally fine. It doesn't, um, it doesn't bother me. I also have a very select group of friends, primarily from when I lived in New York, who call me Pearl. Explain. Pearl Bailey. Oh, okay. Listen, I've gotten dumb recently. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. My my friend Ronnie almost exclusively calls me Pearl. Cute. That's cute. But yeah, that's uh, that's really people, it. People who have known me for a really long time, when they want to admonish me, will call me Gwine. Or if I've done something stupid, oh. they call me Gwine. Your maiden name. My maiden name. I uh, think that's such a weird term too. That's that's right? your name from when you were a maiden. <laughs> when I, I always I always 
just pictured like I still milked cows then. Yeah. Like I've like, never milked a I cow. picture like you like running around in some sort of diaphanous, like off the shoulder, <laughs> like peasant blouse and like with you know in a bucket. Yes, in a, a field of hay or something. <laughs> and that's when they called me Gwine. And that name doesn't fit any of what you just described. Uh, yeah, I do the same thing every time I say maiden name. I'm like, that's so it's so weird. stupid. It's so stupid. It's also so stupid that there's the two class of, I mean, primarily the two classifications for women, miss or misses, and just the one for men, of course, because. Right. Because you need to know if a woman is married or not. Exactly. But you need you to know because if yeah. she's not married, then she is all yours for the day. Exactly. However you want to do it, you do it. Yeah, you just, she doesn't want to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just grab her by the pussy. Oh, well, oh God. Well, um, and it occurs to me, um, <laughs> Lillian's friend across the street started calling me Mrs. J. Cox, and that is the first person who's ever called me Mrs. That's J. And I'm like, weird. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Like that is weird, and That's weird. I don't. It's cute, um, but like the kids at the high school, <laughs> the music, the choral director was talking uh, to one of the kids who got cast in Once Upon a Mattress, and she said, "Well, Kelly and Susie had big plans for you," and he said, "Who's Susie?" <laughs> And she explained who I was. Oh, I call her theater mom. So, <laughs> which I thought was very cute and That's adorable. Sweet. But yeah, even kids and stuff don't call me Mrs. J. Cokes because it's, it's, even if they say J. Cokes, they say Miss. Oh, interesting. So, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't subscribe to the Mrs. Miss, no. Ms. stuff. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, what else? Anything else exciting? I thought of my dropped topic. What was um, it? It's totally off from everything that we've been talking about. But did well, you sure. hear about Jeff Garland? Yes, I did. What are they going to do? I don't know. But Peter pointed out they lost George Siegel. Yeah. And now they're losing the day. I wonder if they just, well... They can't just stop because it uh, was effective immediately. Yeah. And so they haven't he's finished just filming the season yet. This is the yeah. Goldbergs we're talking about, P.S. Um, uh, which I have to start watching again because I am not caught up. Uh, we just gave up on this new season because it's just same old, same old, same old. And it's just not funny. And they should have stopped it by now, frankly. Yeah. And I bet they're wishing, I bet they're like, oh, man, we really should have stopped this last season. <laughs> What, right <laughs> i mean that's the universe going hi 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 yeah <laughs> i mean they're gonna have to, i mean ordinarily i would say they're gonna have to kill him off but since george siegel just died like i don't know if that's too much death for a sitcom like how else are they gonna get rid of him like ship him off to work somewhere at a different furniture store right in europe or something in europe <laughs> uh which doesn't even make sense because his family owns that store. So yeah. it's not like they have. Yeah, that's weird. But it also doesn't sound like his behavior was like sexual in nature. Right. So it's, it's just, just that people. Te- and from what I gather, because, the, you know, it's very vague. Um, he says in in things that he said regarding this issue, he says that his process 
which when people throw out the word process for acting, mm-hmm. I instantly yeah. want to slap the fuck out of them. Especially Stop when it. you're on the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs, my go process. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Your process is to learn your lines and say them in the right order. Right. Your process is memorization and then sit your ass in that ugly chair. Okay, Exactly, because like, you don't fucking move from it. So Number one. Number two, I haven't seen you in a lot, but everything I've seen you in, you've been exactly the same. So right. stop you're it. Jeff Garland. Right. He said part of his process is to be silly. Yes. And so it sounds to me like it's just kind of an obnoxious issue. Yeah. I mean, I've read that people felt demeaned and some other D words like that. Like maybe it's because he stayed in character, which again, please, please fucking stop. Um, Yeah. It just seems... Yeah, I don't know. It seems strange. It seems strange. Yeah. Not that the only reason you should be able to get fired is, you know, sexual assault in nature, but it just, it's so vague and weird. And yeah. And apparently it's been investigated for three years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's also like, why now? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just strange. Yeah. If he's been I, called in, he said he's been called in to talk to them already before. So right. it's just, yeah, it's all weird. Like, I almost want a bit like someone, can someone just please tell us exactly what he did? Cause this is weird. And yeah. we need to know because we're we, nosy. Yeah. We need to know. We need to know. It's our job. It's our yeah. job. <laughs> to tell the both of you that are listening what's happening. And for because this you thing obviously, that we don't get paid for, that we actually pay to do. Right, exactly. I pay $6 a month to Linktree. <laughs> and you can't uh, you can't Google it yourself, so you have to come to us. Exactly. So, so. anyway. Um, yeah, but I'm sad. I don't like it when people, um, you know, they turn out to be garbage. Yeah. And, who, and, and, and listen, we don't know if he's actual garbage. Maybe he's just annoying. Yeah. Um, but that's also such a weird reason to get fired from something. Right. You know what? You're just really annoying, annoying. especially in Hollywood, right? It's like, this one's like, (laughs) how annoying do you have to be to get fired from a sitcom you've been on for nine years? Right. Oh, Sex in the City. Yes. Did you watch it? We've watched the first episode. Let me tell you. First of all, spoilers. Um, And wait a minute. Did we talk about this last week? No. Okay. Um, it, uh, it, it, it uh, so just the first, okay. <laughs> first of all, were you a big Sex in the City fan? No, I was not a big, I sort of dipped in and out. Yeah, same. I was a casual same. fan. Same, same. And I, di- I didn't even have any inclination to watch it. And then so many people were talking about it. I was like, okay, let me watch what's happening. And I already knew that Big uh, died, but, can we please talk about when he dies? The scene is so infuriating and stupid. Yeah. So, you know, well, I mean, it was spoiled for me, so it made it a lot easier, but you can tell that something's going to happen to him because the way it's going back and forth between the concert and him on the Peloton and, and the music is getting more and more tense. So you can tell that that's going to happen. Um, but Carrie gets home and he's still, his eyes are open. He's mm-hmm. moving. Yep, still alive. And she just stares at him for what feels like five minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Then she finally gains her composure. That I that I could be like, you know what? Okay, she's stunned. She's assessing the situation. Your brain does weird things. I could let that go. But then homegirl runs to him and cradles him and cries and screams. And he literally at one point pats her arm as if to say, bitch, call 911. <laughs> she never, never reaches for a phone. She never nope. reaches for his phone, which is behind her. Like, he's alive. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that was it's so weird. Thing. Yeah. Also, every character is insufferable. Yeah. You'll see that more in the second episode. I, the first I mean, episode, I, not so much. Yeah, I can see. Like, Joe had a big problem with the podcast stuff. Oh, my God. It's so forced and yes. so weird. 100%. And it's just, yeah, it's weird. I don't know if... I'm just like, once he died, that I said to Joe, I'm like, ugh, is this what the whole season's going to be about? Like, her just, like, trying to get past, like, him dying? Right. Like, I don't want to, like, take this journey if that's what it's going to be. Right. So, we have a friend who lives in Denver who um, <laughs> tends to post dramatic things on Facebook. And it's yes. like, OMG, OMG, and just like that, oh, my God, I've been crying for days. Oh, my God, oh, it's so sad, you guys. <laughs> it's boy. like, oh, bless your heart. Yeah, so I don't know that I will continue to watch. I just needed to see the first, I just needed to see what people were talking about. And yeah. also, how are they going to handle Stanford? Yes, that will be interesting, too. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Um, shall we get on to our lady? Let's get on to our lady. Let's get on to our lady. Our third funny lady today is Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Who is perhaps best known as a scream queen, but also has real comedy chops. She really does. So funny. What is your first memory of Ms. Curtis? I think my first my real first might be a fish called Wanda Ah, because I wasn't allowed to watch scary movies. Mm-hmm. So then I was introduced to Halloween after that mm-hmm. afterwards. So probably a fish called Wanda. And I love that movie. Mine was Halloween. And then everything after uh, I'm sure I've said this before on here. My grandma used to take me to all those movies. Mm-hmm. So she took me to see Terror Train. She took oh, me to my see goodness. Prom Night. So, yeah. That's a cool grandma. I look back and I'm like, I can't imagine that she enjoyed herself. <laughs> I know, but that's so cute. Yeah, it really My is. grandma took me to see Escape from Witch Mountain. Oh, that was at the drive-in that my grandma worked at. Cute. So we saw that there. Cute. So, yeah, it would be A Fish Called Wanda. Uh, Which is such a fucking great movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Jamie Lee Curtis was born in Santa Monica on November 22nd, 1958. She just turned 63. That's crazy. Of course, her father is Tony Curtis and her mother is Janet Lee. She has an older sister named Kelly, who is also an actress, according to Wikipedia. And to to that, I say, sure. (laughs) Sure. Since uh, when? Okay. Uh, Oh, also, I did uh, most, a lot of this comes from Wikipedia, but I also got some information from uh, an article in The Independent and a profile that was done in The New Yorker. 
Okay. So she also has uh, several half siblings because Tony Curtis remarried several times uh, after he divorced Janet Lee. Mm-hmm. Her parents mm-hmm. divorced in 1962, and after the divorce, she says that her father was not around and that he was not interested in being a father. Mm-hmm. So she was raised by her mother and her stepfather, Robert Brandt, who was a stockbroker. She attended Westlake School in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills High School, and she graduated from Choate Rosemary Hall in 1976, and then she returned to California in 1976 and attended her mother's alma mater, the University of the Pacific, which was is in or was in Stockton, California, and she went in as pre-law. Oh wow! I know she dropped out after one semester. Oh sure. When she decided to pursue an acting career. Yeah, I mean that you would. Yeah. Right. She says, uh, "I hated the name Jamie as a child. I wanted to be called Jane." For like a week, I think I said to my parents, I want to be Janie. They were like, okay. And I think they called me Janie for like a day. And then it got <laughs> stupid. <laughs> the only good news. I, I know. The only good news about that is that my husband calls me Janie in intimate moments, which oh. is his specific brand of brilliant humor. That moment when you don't want to be laughing, he'll say, oh, Janie. Oh. And, and he'll make me laugh. Oh, I know, it's that's adorable. So and she is, of course, married to Christopher Guest. Uh, they got married on December 18th, 1984. Oh. She saw a picture of him in Rolling Stone magazine uh, for This Is Spinal Tap. And she told her friend Deborah Hill, Oh, I'm going to marry that guy. <laughs> and five months later, they married. That is crazy. It is. They have two adopted daughters, Annie, who was born in 1986, and Ruby, who is just recently come out as transgender, uh, who was born in 1996. And Jamie Lee Curtis is Jake Gyllenhaal's godmother. I saw that. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Uh, Her father-in-law, Christopher Guest's father, was a British hereditary peer. I don't know what that is. Uh, But when he died in 1996, then Christopher Guest succeeded him as uh, it became the fifth Baron Hayden Guest. So by marriage, she takes on the title of Baroness Hayden Guest. Oh, Um, I love that for her. I know. But she rejects it. She says that it has nothing to do with her. She is love her. I do too. She's just so cool. Mm -hmm. She is close friends with Sigourney Weaver, but she has never seen Alien because she doesn't like scary movies, which is also super (laughs) ironic. What? I know. There's a story uh, that I read in one of the things I was reading today. She was filming My Girl, and one of the guys who was working on the film had worked on Silence of the Lambs, which was out at the theaters at the time. And so she wanted to see it so she could support him, but she was scared. So he, like, gave her this whole list of, like, okay, so when Jodie Foster gets to the storage unit, after her second scream, close your eyes, plug your ears for, like, 30 seconds. So she says she went to the movie, sat in the back row by herself with a little flashlight, and that's how she watched Silence of the Lambs. That is adorable, but also her friend's kind of an asshole. Like, I would just say, 
if you're so scared that I have to give you this rundown, don't come. But he was like, I need you there. So I'm going to curate this list. There's like, a roadmap. Like, like the hard work it would have taken to do that. I'm I far know. too lazy. I'd be like, oh no, you're good, girl. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. Either don't go or you're on your own. So right? Fuck. What sociopath is she friends with? I was like, let me do a breakdown of his way of closure. I was like, oh, he, I hope that she dumped him as a friend because he's unscarable. Um, she is as honest as they get. Uh, she says she tried plastic surgery in the past, but it was not for her. She says it got me addicted to Vicodin. And, uh, she said, I recently did a cover story for variety. They said, we're going to do an annual recovery issue. And we'd like you to be, uh, the cover story for our first issue. I said, absolutely. She says, when I got sober 20 years ago, there was a magazine article in Esquire written by Tom Chiarella, where he outed himself to his editor and his family that he was a Vicodin addict. That was in January of 1999, and I got sober February 3rd, 1999, because I read that article. (laughs) She's just amazing. She really is. And, And it's about to get even better. Oh, God. She says, for the first time, I understood that I wasn't alone. He talked about where the pills were hidden in his house. And I thought, oh, I hide mine in my cowboy boots, too. So I figured if I did that in variety, maybe someone who was at home secretly dealing with an opiate addiction, maybe they would seek help. I, I just. I... She is. Oh she says, maybe because I'm sober, um, I'm 23 years sober. I married 37 years. I'm solid in my marriage. I have two kids. I've raised them. They're both adults. They're amazing. Loyalty is huge to her. She says, I work with the same people for years. She has been with the same publicist, hairdresser, and lawyer for decades. (laughs) After her father Tony's death, she learned that her entire family had been cut out of his will. I mean, like, is he just trying to be a piece of shit? Seriously. Isn't that crazy? Like, they didn't do anything to him. I know. It's just like, it's such a dick move. And they had reconciled. Yeah. By the time he died. Yeah. So like, you're just being a dick to be like, was the whole reconciliation fake on his part? I don't know. And I don't know where his money went either, which would be interesting to find out where his, where he did put his money after he died. (laughs) Like what a true you know what? I haven't spoken to my daughter. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reconnect with her, get a really good relationship. <laughs> She's going to forgive me for everything. And then I'm going to fuck her over. <laughs> That's right. Fuck that bitch. I got her in the end. And it's not even like she didn't need the money. I'm sure. Right. And maybe there wasn't a lot there, but it's the principle of he yes, went it's... to the links. Yeah. It's the just say fuck them. It's yep. like, all right, dude, fuck you too. I'm glad you're dead jesus christ yeah seriously good riddance good riddance this is also really interesting in 1987 she filed a patent application that was subsequently issued to her did you see this yes it's in my stuff a modification oh is it i'll let you go ahead but go ahead no 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 go ahead uh, it's a, she, she invented a modification of a diaper with a moisture proof pocket where you could put wipes that can be taken out and used with one hand. She refused to allow her invention to be marketed until companies started selling biodegradable diapers. 
So that patent expired in February 20th, 2007. It's now in the public domain, but she filed a second patent application related to disposable diapers in 2016, which they also issued to her. I don't know what the terms of that invention were or was or is, um, but that was issued to her and that patent will expire in 2036. So I read this also, there's one great story I read about her in the New Yorker that I just want to share and then I will Mm -hmm. be done. So she used to manage, uh, she lived in an apartment building in West Hollywood and um, there was nobody to manage the building. So she was like, "Uh, what the fuck? I'll do it. Why not? So Betty Davis happened to be one of the tenants in this building. So she had to deal with Betty Davis. Oh, God. And so she said, like, Betty Davis would call her, like, in July and August and, like, demand that the heat be turned on. And she would be like, I'm sorry, Miss Davis, I can't do that because it's the summertime and I can't turn the boilers on because everyone will fucking sweat to death. Right. So they ended up in a TV movie together. So after that, so then she says, this is her story about Betty Davis. She says, then I was in a TV movie with her set in Valdosta, Georgia. I played her spunky niece and she was the Southern matriarch of a family where her brother died and left his estate, his plantation to his African-American housekeeper. She had a sister in the show played by Penny Fuller. It was called As Summers Die. The denouement was when Betty Davis was going to testify and we're in one of those old Southern courtrooms with the mahogany and it's in the 1950s and she's in one of those Victorian wheelchairs. We're coming in from the back of the courtroom. You can imagine big, wide shot, full courtroom, people fanning, hot summer day. (laughs) It's such a great story. (laughs) Halfway down the aisle, Miss Davis reaches up, grabs my hand, which is pushing the wheelchair, and she says, take me back. The camera people are going, what are you doing? Because we stopped and I turned her around. I'm looking at everybody like, what? I don't know. I took her in. <laughs> I took her into her little dressing room. The director, the producers, everybody's running in like, what did you do? I was like, I didn't do anything. So they go in there for 20 minutes. Finally, the director walks out. He walks up to the front row where Penny Fuller was sitting and he whispers in her ear and Penny Fuller says, oh, give me a break. Are you kidding me? And there was a flurry of people and the wardrobe woman comes in with a selection of hats. Penny Fuller had to take off her hat because it was red. And Miss Davis felt that it would draw attention away from the fact that it was Betty Davis's scene. (laughs) Oh my God. It's such a fucking diva move. And I am here for it. Bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to say she complained about the heat or something. <laughs> nope, just a hat. I just oh my picture God. like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't even care, but now I do because it's dumb. That's how I would be. No, I'm not taking off the fucking hat. I didn't even know what color it was. And now I'm not taking it off. Uh, what do you do it's betty davis so if she mm -hmm. says take me bet you're like uh, yeah (laughs) you don't fucking say no to betty davis wow that is (laughs) so yeah hysterical what a tool (laughs) (laughs) all right well Curtis's film debut occurred in 1978 in Halloween, in which she played the role of Laurie Strode. Now, do you like Halloween? The movie, not the okay. Yes. 
Yeah. So why? So why? So why? Um, the film was a major success and was considered the highest grossing inde- independent film of its time. Uh, and it garnered, garnered her the title of Scream Queen. She would return to the Halloween franchise six times, That's playing Strode in the sequels Halloween 2, Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection, Halloween, Halloween Kills. <laughs> And also, uh, she has an uncredited voice role, which I did not know this, in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yeah, I just learned that today, too. And uh, they're also, uh, what's this next one? There's also another one. Uh, Halloween really kills. Halloween dies this time. Ends? (laughs) Halloween ends? Sure. I think it's Halloween ends. I mean, Halloween kills was just garbage, so we'll see. (laughs) Total fucking garbage. So fucking bad i mean so fucking bad anyway her next film following halloween was the fog which was helmed by halloween director carpenter the horror film opened uh in february 1980 that's weird to mixed reviews why is that weird it doesn't have to be weird why did i think that was weird i think it's weird when horror movies come out like in in winter (laughs) like in yeah it's like that's not that's like summer is okay and then obviously fall. But once yeah. you hit Christmas, once you hit Thanksgiving, we're done with that. Yeah. Two mixed reviews, but strong box office. And then her next film, Prom Night, was a low-budget Canadian slasher film released in July 1980. See July? Perfect. Uh, the film for which she earned a Genie Award nomination for Best Performance by a Foreign Actress was similar in style to Halloween, yet received negative reviews, which marked it as a disposable entry in a then-popular slasher genre. That year, Curtis also starred in Terror Train, which opened in October, see, okay, and was met with negative reviews akin to Prom Night. Both films performed moderately well at the box office. Curtis's roles in the latter two films served as similar function to that of Strode, the main character whose friends are murdered, and it's practically the only protagonist to survive film critic roger ebert who gave negative reviews to all three of curtis's 1980 films said that curtis is to the current horror film what christopher lee was to the last one or boris karloff was in the 1930s in 1981 she appeared alongside uh, alongside stacy keach in the australian uh, thriller film road games Directed by Carpenter's friend, Richard Frankie. Uh, Her importation, which was requested by the film's American distributor, was contested by the Sydney branch of Actors Equity. Although the film uh, was a box office bomb in Australia and Franklin later regretted not increasing the size of Curtis's role, it has achieved a cult following. All right. Uh, Her role in 1983's Trading Places helped... Uh, Curtis shed her horror queen image and garnered her a BAFTA award for best actress in a supporting role. She then started in the 1988 uh, comedy film, A Fish Called Wanda, which achieved cult status while showcasing her as a comedic actress. For her performance, she was nominated for the BAFTA award for best actress in a leading role. Curtis also received positive reviews for her performance in the action thriller, Blue Steel, which I made the mistake of starting to watch. God, it's terrible. We're going to talk about that. Uh, which was directed by Catherine Bigelow, which I did not realize. I didn't either. 
she also received a Golden Globe Award for her work in the 1994 action comedy film True Lies. So great. So great. Directed by James Cameron. Her other film roles also include the coming of age films My Girl and My Girl 2. Have not seen them. You haven't? I have not seen My Girl or My Girl 2. Uh, The Disney comedy film Freaky Friday, opposite Lindsay Lohan. Um, And uh, the latter was filmed at Palisades High School in Pacific Palisades, California, near where Curtis and Guest lived with their children. She was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress, Motion, Picture, Comedy, or Musical for her performance in the film. Uh, She starred in the Christmas comedy film Christmas with the Cranks one of the worst films i've ever seen in my life um which also gained a cult following which i don't understand i've never seen it so oh I god have no it's desire. just terrible uh obviously she came back to the uh halloween franchise and continues with that uh she in in 2019, she started as Linda Drysdale Thrombley uh, in Orion Johnson's mystery film Knives Out, which earned critical acclaim and over 300 million at the global box office. She made her television debut in 1977 with an episode of Quincy M.E. Um, and then she went on to guest star in several series like Columbo, Charlie's Angels, uh, you know, like all of those. 80s actors did and then in she in 1981 she started a television film death of a centerfold the dorothy stratton story where she played dorothy stratton um what i didn't know about her um is that she's written several children's books i was surprised to see that too uh one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen that's crazy and the, I, I know that's crazy to me. Um, so yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis does it all. She does. She really does. She really, really does. She's amazing. I, God, I love her so much. So what movie? Tell the people what movie you chose. Well, I chose Trading Places. Yes. Primarily, well, for a couple of reasons. Because it's a Christmas movie, first of all. Yes. Um, and because it was really the movie that broke her out of being just a horror girl just a whore just a whore <laughs> that's which is ironic <laughs> um trading places was directed by john landis it opened june 8th 1983 now i saw this at the movies i'm sure i've probably seen it since then but it's been a very long time since mm-hmm, i've seen mm-hmm. it and i have much fonder memories of it than actually watching it <laughs> Oh my God. I was watching it like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a lot. It, it, first of all, it takes quite a while to get to where it's going. Yes. Uh, The, it's the eighties, the early eighties at that. So there's a lot of racial humor. Yes. Quote unquote. (laughs) Right. Humor. Quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of boobs for no reason. For no reason. Two girls at a party. Dancing with their tongues. Why not? <laughs> Why not? As no you do. <laughs> uh, and of course, Jamie Lee Curtis also boobs. Yes. It was fine. She's great. I mean, in my book, she is the best thing about this movie. Yeah. I actually, I actually do like Dan Aykroyd in it, just because I usually don't like him in other things. I can see that for sure. 
Um, so I was like, oh, he's actually different in this movie. Yes. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I loved the uh, butler. Yes. And he won supporting actor for the BAFTAs that year, that Jamie Lee Curtis one. Which I think it's so funny that she won a BAFTA for this. It's right? so crazy. I, I mean, she's, I think she's weird. great in it. And really, when she comes in, it just breathes whole new life into the movie. I am so sorry. We have not talked about this. I got my Ancestry.com back. Oh, right. And I am 53% British. Yes. So that explains so many things. (laughs) Just They're my people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I should win a BAFTA just for being 53% British. Anyway, continue. (laughs) (laughs) This movie was originally developed to star Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Oh, okay. Uh, I can see that. But they were both unable to participate. So Dan Aykroyd was cast first and then Eddie Murphy. This was only his second movie. So John Lannis didn't really know who he was. Uh, And he's good in it. I think he's good. He's very natural in front of the camera. The Paramount uh, was very much against casting Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie because because she was a scream queen. And because horror movies were so looked down upon at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when asked if she had researched her role, she jokingly said, I'd love to say I went out and turned a couple of tricks on 42nd Street, but I didn't. Um, she also had long hair when before they started filming and costume designer uh, suggested cutting her hair short, which she pretty much has the same haircut ever since then. That's crazy. The reviews were all pretty good. The movie was the fourth highest grossing film of 1983. Okay. The reviewer said that she brought a deft comic ability to the role, that she offered an infectious humor and earns the audience's support. People Magazine said that she had significant appeal. Um, Vincent Camby said that in her first major non-horror role, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis performed with marvelous good humor. Some film critics criticized John Mattis for often turning his heroines into busty bunnies and that he had treated Jamie Lee Curtis the same way. I don't necessarily agree with that. I also yeah. don't really feel like we needed to see her boobs. Um, I mean, not at all. She literally just takes off her shirt. Yes. While she's in changing. bed. Right. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two times. Yeah, we yeah. see him twice. And it's like, uh, oh, oh, okay. It's the it's the two women dancing at the party. That's the <laughs> most like, egregious. The yes. Like, hey, we're dancing. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show I'm my boobs. I'm going to my top off and show that I'm <laughs> weird. And, uh, um, and this I thought was interesting. The Weston Hotel in Philadelphia has a restaurant named Winthorpe and Valentine. Oh, uh, that's after cute. The, Two last names of the Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy characters. I thought that that's was cute. That's cute. But um, yeah, there's the- also a whole bunch of stuff I don't understand in this movie with commodities trading and the whole end. I actually fucking Googled it because I was just, and I still don't, I still don't get it. Yeah. Um, the thing that I was hit with first is Eddie Murphy plays a, um, a panhandler, I guess. Uh, and he is on one of those rolly things that you know you used to have in gym class where you would roll around and to make him look like he doesn't have legs and then obviously he does have legs uh and it reminded me of the uh panhandler downtown that all of us at wayne state and then second city lovingly called no feet uh because he 
he had no feet. Um, so, <laughs> so your your nomenclature was not uh, it incredibly inventive. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. It was more a descriptor. He, my uh, friend Shada tried to give him. She's like, I don't have any money, but here I just went and got dinner, and and she hadn't eaten any of it, and she gave it to him, um, and I think it was KFC. And she handed it to him and it was snowing and he threw it on the ground saying he didn't like that shit. Next time, bring him churches. And she was like, motherfucker, I could have eaten it if you didn't (laughs) like it. Um, And then he was the one, I believe, that um, a news crew followed him and he actually has a home in like some ritzy area. Oh, wow. And yeah. So anyway, so that was I was like, oh, my God, it's no feet. And then the, yeah, the, um, the liberal use of the N word. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. It's a lot of it is very problematic. Oh my goodness. The use of the F word. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love the end how they all come together and they, you know, screw the old the two old dudes so if i guess this is a movie that uh, we wouldn't recommend per se because it's so problematic so basically the gist of it if you don't know is uh dan Aykroyd is rich and he works for this broker i don't know what the fuck his actual job is eddie murphy is a, is a homeless person and um the two old rich guys that own the place where dan Aykroyd works decide to do a social experiment to see if they were to replace Dan Aykroyd with Eddie Murphy if he would become just like Dan Aykroyd and if Dan Aykroyd suddenly didn't have any money would he become just like Eddie Murphy um and yes it happens um but then in the end uh him and I almost said Jodie Foster uh Jamie Lee Curtis and the uh butler and Eddie Murphy all gang together to turn everyone on its on their head so i like the end and like i said i like dan Aykroyd, actually and that's just because usually i don't um but yeah real very 80s in, in very the 80s. worst ways yes yeah <clears throat> yeah so i liked it much less than i remembered liking it before sure i did think it was funny when that guy the paul gleason character the bad guy who was on the payphone and that lady comes and stands next to him i think waiting for him to get off the phone and he just turns to her and says fuck off (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i can't i wouldn't really i mean if i were to recommend this movie it would simply be for jamie lee curtis yeah um she just is so likable and fun and vivacious and yeah um just a delight just a real delight in this movie yeah um and i don't think she's in it enough but um i'm glad she did it because then it was able to it was i read it was because of this movie that she was cast in a fish called wanda so yeah no i i I did uh, like it more than i should like a problematic movie but there were several times where it was like ah um and if you did want to watch us it would be a rental it's not currently streaming it's streaming on a thing on the star on stars if you have stars but ah, okay okay so so before we get into your film yes i just need i need i need some clarity because okay. you chose a movie first yeah and when you first suggested the film i was because you just you just, like texted me blue steel and i was like yes. what the fuck oh right that's that movie so i just was curious 
how you came to initially choose that. So film. I've never seen it. Okay. And so a lot of times I'd like to pick movies that I've never seen. And okay. also I will like to pick a movie that I think will be the antithesis of something that you have chosen. I see. Okay. Uh, but then I started watching it. It's terrible. And it's fucking terrible. Just awful. Yeah. And here's the thing. And okay. So maybe they didn't know this because they were still in the eighties. If you're ever in an eighties movie and Joe, nope, Ron Silver is in it. He's going to be the bad guy just to anyone who finds themselves in an eighties movie. And also watching them kiss was really, it was very like open. I felt the same exact way. (laughs) I actually didn't even watch that happen because it weirded me out. And that never happens. It's very it's very open mouthy and oh, like Oh, it's gross. It's like <laughs> Yeah, it's super gross. And when I say open mouthy, I'm not saying like it's hard to explain. It's like they don't hardly touch, but it's very open. It's so weird. Yeah, it's super gross. <laughs> and it's very slow and it's, it's ridiculous. Very the whole thing is fucking ridiculous. It's just it's so 100% bad. unbelievable. It's None like I laughed. Happen. Did you how far did you get? To Ron Silver being arrested. Oh, so you got pretty far. Yeah. Well, no, because he gets arrested a few times. And okay, it's, the and first then it's time. Richard Jenkins, who I love, like always comes in and is like, you can't prove anything. And the police are like, oh, all right, I guess we got to let him go. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen And like, honestly, like he's going to be in this fucking scene of the crime, be able to steal the gun and walk the fuck out of there. And nobody knows that he's even fucking there. Right, that's fucking ridiculous. Stupid. That doesn't happen. But her little friend, Elizabeth Pena, he kills yes. her little friend. Yes. At one point, which I just <laughs> like, it just made me laugh. I like legitimately laughed well, out loud. Because they do this weird slow motion thing where she turns around, she's like, ah! and she starts yes, yeah, screaming immediately, like at the top of her lungs. It's ridiculous. But she takes no time to register what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. She just sees a man and is like. Uh, like she's screaming before <laughs> she turns around almost. Yes. I feel like. Yes. And it's one of those Austin Powers moments where <laughs> the, you know, the truck coming very slowly at the guy and he has more than enough time to save himself. Yeah. That's how I felt about, I was like, what do you do? Just kind of, just duck. Like he's not even anywhere near ready to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie the curse is like, and that whatever, I know we're not doing that movie. Anyway, this arm, Swaps. Yeah, like, like don't shoot her. Don't stop. shoot her. She did more than Carrie Bradshaw, so you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So what movie did you end up picking? Um, so I picked Knives Out yes, because it's so fucking good. It just is. It's it just, just is. Everyone in it. And when I say everyone, I even mean Don Johnson. He's great. Is fucking perfect yeah he's great and oh oh my god i love it so much um it was released in 2019 and directed by ryan johnson who was just coming off of star wars the last jedi which is my least favorite of the three and my favorite is that Mm -hmm. yeah i like the last one i think i'm the only one who's the last one is my favorite Mm -hmm. i think i'm in the minority that's okay i can do i can live with that yeah if you don't know what what knives out is about what are you doing 
get to I, it get to it i'm not gonna spoil it because you need to watch this movie it's so fucking good but the basic gist is this family uh their mate not matriarch their patriarch uh dies and it's a murder mystery and it's just wonderful jamie lee curtis plays his um daughter and she's so regal and my favorite part of hers is um when they're in the party and it's tony collette is talking and tony collette colette is describing her relationship with them and she's like they're just so they let me be me they're so freeing and so supportive at the same time and she's reaching for jamie lee curtis and jamie lee curtis is just like when she's dancing yes like pulling her and not even giving her the grace to look at her and i just continuing her conversation with whoever she's talking to fucking love it so much um and then of course i know this episode is not about him but chris evans my 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 so great Just, oh, he's I so good am a huge sucker for a star studded oh, murder too. mystery oh me too it's, i am it, yes there daniel craig is so great christopher Plummer. Everyone across the board is so great in this movie. Top the of their games. Woman who plays uh, Christopher Plummer's mother is actually four years younger than him. Oh, isn't that interesting. funny? Yeah. So like, how old is she? Uh, no one knows. <laughs> That's the way they justify it. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> um. Okay, oh, it's just so good, and just she is, and her and Don Johnson make the perfect couple which yep. what that doesn't yes. even make any sense exactly and tony collette is oh it's and i don't want to say too much about it because you need to watch it if you haven't watched it you do yeah i think no spoilers probably but yeah, it's no also spoilers. the kind of murder mystery that i love because you don't see it coming what happens like you, you can't honestly you don't do figure not. it out you really don't. And you do when, you, when they out. do lay it out for you, it's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, oh, oh, okay. Hey. Yeah. And uh, so if you're a Chris Evans uh, simp, watch it. Um, yeah. It, if, if you love it. And like I said, I, and every time I watch it, because I do watch it a lot, I'm always amazed by Don Johnson, just because I don't think of him as like, well, he, what a multifaceted actor. <laughs> and he's just fucking perfect. Yeah, he like, really is. No certain people are going to be perfect, but he is just so like, uh, and I love listening to, because um, Michael, oh shit, what's his name? Shannon. Yes, it has a lot of... Uh, improv moments in it which i didn't so like when <laughs> when ransom says eat shit eat shit eat shit oh, yeah. i will not eat one i am out of shit <laughs> apparently that was totally improvised <laughs> i love it so much um uh i will not eat <laughs> oh i will say this is uh not a spoiler in any way uh michael shannon's uh the son the uh, the character of his son was um, based on trolls that uh, Ryan uh, had to deal with because of Star Wars. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
What else? Uh, cable knit sweater sales went up exponentially. I do remember that. I was watching it today because it, you know, was a last minute thing and uh, addition. And Joe came in. He's like, "Is it? Uh, is it not as fun the second time around?" Because we watched it months ago, and huh. I was like, "No, actually, it's even more enjoyable the second time around." It really is. It's a comfort. But I enjoy it the same amount every time. Yeah, it's be- and that it, it's just. Like, I can't imagine, because Ryan Johnson also wrote it, like, I just can't imagine writing that. Like, I just, like, I'm so yeah. My brain in does awe not, of yeah. people, exactly, who are able to construct something that intricate, mm-hmm. um, and then to direct it on top of it. It's just so and well done. Just little tiny details, too. Like, when the, when the housekeeper goes up, to give him his breakfast and finds him and she starts to drop the tray. Yeah. And the fact that she doesn't drop because dropping something when you find something shocking is so cliche, right? Uh-huh. So the fact that she doesn't fully drop it and tries to save it and then just yeah. goes, shit, it for some reason just tickles me to no end. I don't know why it just tickles me. Like, oh, she didn't drop it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So simple. And just the Littlest tweak, and it's it's it really is so brilliant. I cannot recommend it enough. I agree, one hundred percent. Everybody's great. Tony Collette is great. Um, and when Tony Collette isn't the best thing about a film, you know that film is great. Yeah, because it really is just every single person, every single everything person. about this movie is done correctly. Yes. Yeah, you There's have not to a watch it. False move in it so yes we concur watch uh, it if you haven't and if you have watch it again because it's watch so it great again. and there are two sequels coming out but they will be focused on different so like none of that cast except for daniel craig yes and i'm very so it, excited about those yeah so it's sort of like a i don't know agatha like a pro which yeah. is who i think the character is based on um type of thing so it'll be different people i wonder if they'll be able to catch the same magic i know it'll be interesting to see because that can't i almost wish they could use the same cast as different characters yeah totally different characters but i know it's not because they were already filming and i think selma hayek might be in it oh i know i'm already disappointed with some of the cast i've heard but we'll see but maybe they'll rewrite it if i give ryan johnson the suggestion you get on that send him <laughs> okay i'll call him i'll text him he's more of a texter um so anyway don't watch trading places just watch her scenes maybe just because it's jarring they just it's a very 80s yeah and it's yeah, you sensibilities can, you can get away with not yeah yeah but watch knives out it's a masterpiece Yes, I agree. Do you know what our mini seed will be? I do. I just also I forgot this and I just oh, remembered. Yes, also, yes. interesting to note that Frank Oz was in both of our movies this week. Oh, my God. He was. Isn't that so crazy? Oh, my God. That <laughs> bit with the lawyer and the assistant and the assistant is caring. And he's not caring one goddamn thing. And this little tiny woman is carrying all these boxes. And he just comes. It's like, what an asshole. And then he has no idea what he's talking about. She, oh, it's so good. Okay, sorry. That was loud. Um, 
So That's yeah, I just funny. wanted well, where to. Where is he in Trading Places? He's the cop who, like the crooked cop, like when uh, Dan Aykroyd's like, uh, they're telling him to take his clothes off when he's getting booked. Oh. That real thin one. Oh my hairline. God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So yes, next week, mini sewed. Nope, not a mini sewed, a wee pod. We are are, are not uh, Karen and Georgia. (laughs) Uh, I want us to watch the new Netflix special from Nicole Byer. (gasps) Oh my God, that's the one I was going to pick. Oh, are you really? Yes. (laughs) Awesome. BBW, Big Beautiful Weirdo. Uh, Do you know, that is what I call my kid, a big beautiful weirdo. Oh, nice. Yes, because I call her. I call her weird and she gets uh, mad. I'm like, I, y- you should be weird. Yeah. Wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah. Awesome. That's so funny. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's going to be my next one. Sorry. So, no, it's all right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this was fun. Yeah. If you want, write us three funny ladies at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, follow us at uh, on Instagram at Three Funny Ladies Podcast. You can slide into our DMs. That's worked for people before. Um, and uh, we'll be back at you next week. We sure will. Okay. Bye bye now. Um, bye bye now. Bye bye.